Welcome everybody to the Bill House Podcast. The Bill House Podcast. The Bill House Podcast. I'm your host, Cruz, Robbie, Villanueva, alongside the beautiful... Holly Nicole Villanueva. What's up, babes? Hello. Let's get the show started. And we begin. Hello. There, now the mics. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Mic was flipped up. Yeah. All right, let me turn this up a little bit because I don't think... All right, I think that's a little bit better. I can hear you just fine, Flamingo. I know because our headphones are turned up high, but I don't think the actual recording thing thing was turned up. Nice. All right, you ready? I I was born ready. I was born ready. If y'all haven't watched uh, Frozen, Frozen, there's a part in the movie where she goes, "I was born ready." My favorite part of the movie. It's awesome. Yeah. It was such <laughs> that movie was like such a cliche, but it was one of those that just it's a feel good movie. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. It was a good movie. That's like a perfect segue into marriage. <laughs> what do you mean it's a perfect segue? Let it go? Just let it go. All the things you're supposed to do. What are you, what are you trying to let it go? <laughs> Nothing. Are there divorce papers in the mail? Oh my goodness, that escalated quickly. Negative. I don't understand the segue then. Segue. We have been married for 12 years. Yeah, we celebrated our 12 year anniversary. Yesterday. Yesterday. And Man. Uh, 12 years. This is about that time, huh? It's a long time. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about it yesterday. Like, we were kind of just chilling, hanging out, doing our thing. And I was thinking, like, 12 years is a long fucking time. You think? Like, not in a negative way, but it's just like. No, yeah, I don't mean in a negative it's way. A, it's a long time. I'm just being funny. But yes, it is a long time. Um, Twelve fucking years. Indeed. Uh, let's see. I mean, if you think about it, twelve years is an entire education. It is. Yes. From I'll, kindergarten to I'll senior year. About, yeah. <laughs> it's like the the amount of time that we spent like going through grade school is the same amount of time that we've been married. Damn. Mm-hmm. What are some? Let's see. What are some landmarks for our marriage? Go. Ooh, putting you on the spot. Landmarks. Um, I mean. Landmarks? Yeah, I think it would just be like. I've had a few beers, so bear with me. (laughs) I think it's just like the the big token things. Um, Like we've had six moves. We counted that earlier out. Six moves. Six moves. No, we've had more than six moves, but we've had six. Six cities that we have lived in. Relocations from like cities. Yeah, um, I mean, we've lived in more houses than that based on, like, selling and buying homes and things like that. But uh, six moves as in, like, city to city. Um, Freaking two kids were born in that time. Yeah, that we made together. That we made together. Yeah. So we have four kids total, but two of them we made together. (laughs) Yes, all the girls. Yes. Uh, let's see. All I mean, when you when you try to put it like numerically, like things we've done in numbers, it's we've just done so many things over a twelve year time span. Yes, it's it's hard to really um, like break that down numerically, but it's just the little things that catch you off guard when you're talking about something. You're like, oh shit, we've done that, or um, that's something we want to do that we've planned, or I don't know. It's crazy. Let's it see. is it is crazy. So uh, I'm 33, you're 39. We have owned four or five homes. 
four? Four I, homes? I think this is number four. We've owned four homes. Yeah. So not, not like four altogether. So we're real estate ballers or anything like that. But, I mean, every time we've moved, we sold our house and the, in anticipation of buying wherever mm -hmm. we move to. Yeah. We've gotten all the educations, gone to school. Yeah, you're more educated than I am. Um, education's relative. Yeah. I mean, I've got my bachelor's. Uh, it's still, I don't, I don't know why. Well, I know why. Because really it was a career move, really. But, yeah. um, and I thought it's like, it, it's the, the thing you should do, I guess. But yeah. anyway. In theory, it's like the next step in life after... Yeah, high school is like go to college and get your bachelor's. I mean, I started college in two thousand two. I got my bachelor's in twenty seventeen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you also had a whole career in that time. Like yeah. you had, you got married, you had kids. Like it seems like a long time when you say it in the span of those things. But when people go to get their degree in four years, like they have no. Most of the time, I won't say all, but most of the time, people have no responsibilities other than just going to school and getting their degree. Yeah. When you think, like, you had shit, a almost 12-year career in there, uh, two, three kids, <laughs> marriage, a bunch of moves, a lot of career progression. Like, you had a lot of shit happening besides just going to school to get your bachelor's yeah, degree. Yeah, I, I was uh, I was completing my education during probably the most um, hectic work time in my career. Yeah, for sure. Um, but anyways, I want to go back to school, but not for the reasons that people usually go back to school to. You just want to graduate FSU? I just want to attend and graduate Florida State University. Why? you ask good question <laughs> uh so like ever since i was young middle school uh seventh grade actually i don't know if it was seventh grade 1996 whatever year that was i saw work done play for the university of florida state florida state university sorry and uh i was just like in awe watching them play and i had like loved them ever since and i was like oh man i love florida state because of work done and uh, ever since then, I had been like a huge Florida State fan. And then um, I kind of fell off. I didn't follow Florida State as much. But then I'm like getting back into that thing where it's like going back to uh, like the things that I used to love that I kind of just forgot about. Florida State was one of them. And ever since I could remember when I was young, it's like, man, I just want to go play at Florida State because of work done. And I love Florida State, this and that. Now awesome. I actually have an opportunity. Like it's it's become a reality where it's like, hey, I can actually go to Florida State and say that like I was, I'm a Florida State University alum. Alum, yeah. And uh, so whether it happens while I'm in the military or after the military, like I want to attend Florida State University and graduate from there. And I mean – I just looked it up right now. In reality, it's two hours and 45 minutes from our house to Florida State. Yeah, it's not far. Like, it's a it's a very short distance. So, it will be something that, like, once football starts back up, what, next month? Yeah. In August? Mm -hmm. um, something that we can go, like, experience, take the kids to, like, Check out some see games. the college. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, just go my, have that. My whole plan is to take courses online at Florida State. Because they have online courses. Mm -hmm. Boom. Take courses, courses. And then when it comes to like the last two or three classes, 
I can go take them in person at the university. Yeah. How? Well, because usually when you go to university, classes are either Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday and Thursday. A three-hour commute for uh, like once or twice a week. Yeah. I could I could pull that off. Yeah, I don't I don't think it would be bad, um, especially because it's something you've wanted for so long. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. That'll just be another another checkbox that you have. Yeah. So and then uh, I would be able to say that uh, I graduated from Florida State University. Oh, it's gonna be <laughs> awesome. It's gonna be great. I love it. Yeah, I it'll wait. be a nice uh, thing just to have, like just yeah. that that want that you have to be able to go there and say like, Hey, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. I won't play football there, but I will have uh graduated from there or at least attended there. Yeah. I don't know. It's all, it's all future, but I, I think I can do it. I think I, I mean, you're close to retirement. Yeah. So, so it's all good. Get that job. Bill. I'll, I'll make it happen. Make it yeah. happen. Um, what the hell were we talking about before that? Marriage. Uh, marriage. Yeah, we were talking about marriage. Yeah. All the things we've done being married. Yeah. College being one of them. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I think um, I Googled, um, we may have to stop in a minute and put the dogs up because the fireworks Uh-oh. are going the and fireworks. they're going crazy. Yeah. Dogs are barking. They're getting worked up. Actually, I, yeah. Here, let's uh, let's pause real quick. Okay. For you, it will seem seamless. All right. We're back. Yeah, sorry. The f- it's Fourth of July weekend, so the fireworks are going. The dogs are losing their mind outside. Yeah, our dogs go nuts. One of them gets scared to death. The other one just barking the entire time. <laughs> so yeah. it's crazy. Um. Yeah, but I mean, I googled just because thinking about like topics we could talk about was. Um, I have a few questions we can go through. Okay. Yeah, that's what I did. It's just uh, six lessons on staying married from couples who have struggled and made it. And basically, it's just like these things, uh, and then if you've done them and lessons learned from those things, it's just six things, but we can do yours first, or we can well, go back and forth. I mean, these are- We yeah, can volley. Yeah, volley. Fancy. These are a bunch of questions. There's like, I don't know. I'm already at 50. Okay. Well, I'll do the first one. So, the number one thing on advice on- staying married for more than 10 years that's what this is based off of more than 10 years okay hold on before you go okay. with that have you heard that thing where marriage i don't want to say marriage sucks but marriage is a struggle up until you reach seven years no 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 i can't remember if it's 20 or 25 years okay oh, once you hit that point marriage is just like smooth sailing smooth sailing it's it's easier it you just you jive together and I have not heard that, but I have heard of the seven year stitches. Have you ever heard that? No. So it's basically the seven year stitch. So at the seven year mark, it's where both of you kind of turn away from each other and you're like, hey, you're not giving me what I want. Like, um, you start like just combating each other instead of going to each other, and then if. A lot of people get married between that seven and nine, or a lot of people get divorced between that seven and nine year mark. And then if you make it past that, it happens again between like 14 and 15 years. Oh, shit. And then, after, <laughs> and then after 14, 15 years, that's probably like the 20 years where it's just like, hey, like I've been with you long enough. I don't feel like, <laughs> like finding somebody else to live life with. <laughs> like at this point, it's just too much of a hassle. Yeah. You just want to keep this thing going. All right, cool. Let's do this. Um, but yeah, I just um, 
I haven't heard of the 20 year thing, but I mean, it makes sense because I feel like the first part of marriage is just like, I don't think people realize how long the honeymoon stage lasts. It's very short. I don't think so. I think it's longer than people think. I think people think like the honeymoon stage is like, oh, we're married and that's it. I think the first couple years, which I guess in in like the grand scheme of things, a couple years is not, it's pretty short. But like, I think the first couple years you're still in that honeymoon stage where you want to do everything for each other. You're like, oh, like this makes you happy. Let me do this. And then probably around your like four, around year four, five, you're like, okay, like, We've been married for five years. Like, get your shit together. I'm not doing this shit anymore. Or you can do this shit yourself. Whatever the case may be. Um, and then around six or seven is where people start getting that disgruntled feeling. Um, and then it's just, I feel like those are the the crux of problems where people really have to, like, work through them. Yeah. So, one of the things, the number one advice um, on this, obviously, there's only six things. I already said that. But the number one thing is to... Stop trying to change your spouse. Ooh, that's a big one. Um, I think I struggled a lot with that. And not necessarily trying to change you, but more change like your actions. Like when we first got married. I was like, oh, if I do this, then you'll do this. But I'm I never... so you can't change me. <laughs> but I never vocalized those things to you, right? It was more of like a... Um, if I continuously do this, he'll realize that I'm doing it and then it's he'll an change his action. Yes. Um, but like number, t- well, no, number two is something different. We'll talk about that later. But um, number three is just like, make sure you communicate. Like, are you actually communicating with your spouse? I think a lot of people have those problems where you go back to that, that first piece of advice, which is um, stop trying to change your spouse. But when you go to that third piece, it's like, make sure you're communicating. And I struggled a lot with that. And I would say we both were probably in that boat. But like me specifically talking about myself, um, I struggled with thinking if I change my actions, you would just notice it and change your actions instead of being like, I really need you to fucking do this because I'm super overwhelmed. Um, And I think, I don't know, it's just, I think it's a struggle because people don't want to humble themselves or to be in that vulnerable state to be like hey I need your help even if it is your spouse I think that's just a a struggle that people go through um but yeah stop trying to change your spouse is an advice is advice that this website gives it's called ifstudies.org I don't know but yeah I wholeheartedly agree with that because I think people really do try to change people into what they want instead of accepting them for who they are yeah so that's a big one because once you start trying to change somebody i mean really aside from getting frustrated because they're not meeting your expectation or uh delivering on what you think they should deliver on without the communication but on top of that is like really all that ends up with is just nothing but resentment Yes. Because like if you try to change everything that I like or I'm about or whatever, it and this is not like saying like people don't change because people change. They they get different interests, they think differently at some point or another another, but you can't force that change. That's just something that happens to people when they grow. Uh, right. uh when a person grows. And uh but if you try to force that and you try to change your spouse, 
it just ends up with with resentment i think in my opinion and it's like yeah you may have changed that person but at the end of the day you're not gonna end up with that person it's not who they really are yeah it's not it's like them pretending to be who you want them to be yep but i think another thing and this is completely my opinion and no way tied to like studies or yeah all this shit is is all opinion (laughs) and just like our mindset or or like our thoughts not yeah so like we don't got no fucking degrees (laughs) in this shit um like i think just our generation in general across the board like we saw marriages so differently like we are the first generation that saw like moms really going back to work and still like being full-time caregivers like really holding that torch in two things in two spots right like mom's working full-time but also cooking dinner and cleaning the house and taking care of the kids and dad's also working full-time but still expecting the stay-at-home mom mentality um and then i think our generation was like you can go ahead and get right fucked like i'm not gonna do both you're gonna help me do these things and i think it just it caused a lot of i won't even say resentment but a lot of contentment um, in marriages because where we were at um, like we saw how our moms or stepmoms or whoever the the woman figure in your life was trying to balance both of these and then we were like no we want our spouses to help but our spouses were like hey that's not how households were when I was growing up like moms did all this stuff and so I think we're just in this weird generational spot where we're like breaking the norms but also having to communicate and not expecting your spouse to change but like saying you know I know this is what your normal looks like that what you've seen as your normal but like what our normal as a family is going to be is not that and I mean like real talk it's caused a lot of contentment in our marriage like it caused a lot of trouble for us but it was things that we were able to work through and talk through and Go to therapy. Go to therapy, guys. Highly recommend. Yeah. Um, for, but I just think that, like, it's important to be able to look at those things and say, like, hey, I'm not trying to change you, but I just really need your help right now. Yeah. If, uh, like, if you're basing your marriage off of, like, what you knew growing up, uh, like, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. Uh, not to say, like, maybe your parents had a, a great marriage, successful marriage, but, like, your marriage is not your parents' marriage. So... I think people forget that a lot. Yeah. Like, so, um, like, great, they can give you advice and all that, but everybody's different, so you can't mirror what, uh, like, your parents was, especially, like, in our case, like, we're coming from two... Totally different backgrounds. Vastly different. Two, to, to, like culturally different. Yeah, culturally different. And uh, so, like, if we try to do all the things that our parents did, because, like, to to be honest, like both sets of my parents, like, if you're just basing it off of time, like they've had successful marriages yeah. because they've been together since both sets of my parents. They've been uh, so my mom and my stepdad have been together since I was like six or something like that and then my dad and my stepmom have been together since i was around the same age seven eight somewhere around there they've been together and they're still together to this day 
Um, so if you're just basing off just off time, yeah, that's a great successful marriage. But then there's other things that go into it. Yeah, like, I think you can be married for a long time and be in a vastly unhealthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Like, like it- my dad and my stepmom have been married for a super long time, and they've worked through their share of issues. Um, and there are times where I was like, damn, like, y'all just need to stop being married. Like, <laughs> yeah. this shit is wholly unhealthy for both of you. But then there are times when it's like they're just genuinely happy people together. Yeah. Um, and so it's not it's not my place to say like, you know, whether your marriage is healthy or not. Like that's my place for our marriage. Um, and I think, you know, again, real talk, like we've been in places where our marriage has been really unhealthy and <laughs> where our marriage has been like, you know, we need to work through these problems to make our marriage work. And um yeah i think uh i think just like you said you know basing your marriage off of somebody else's is you're never going to be successful that way yeah um i don't know yeah just i guess if you do try to like model your marriage after a marriage that you have seen just be careful like what you're modeling because the circumstances are different. Yeah, circumstances are different. But, like, I've met people, it's like, yeah, my parents have been together for 50 years, but they should have gotten divorced a long time ago. Yeah. And they're just, for whatever reason, they're just grinding it out and they're sticking together. They're past together. that 20-year spot where they're like, fucking, it's, not, it's too yeah. much work to be divorced. Yeah, but then you look at the marriages, like, yeah, they were together for 30 years and then they got divorced. Like, what the fuck happened? Like, was that yeah. something that was building up or there was just, like, one day, like, you know what? I just want to do my own thing and I don't want you with me. Like, see ya. Yeah. Um, so everything's different. I, I don't know. I, it's, it's hard. <laughs> it's Marriage is difficult. Yes. It's, I mean, it's a definitely a difficult process and something that, and this is going to sound like super cliche when I say it, but like something you have to work at like all the time. So like when people are like, Oh, we're just married and we're so happy and we never fight and Bullshit. blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, then you're in a very unhealthy relationship. Like, one of you are constantly lying to the other one of mm-hmm. you. Um, because yeah, if you say you never fight, that's a, that's a red flag for me. Because, I mean, like, when you look at us, like, our first couple years of marriage when we were in that, like, happy stage, we never really fought. Like, we would have disagreements, but we never really, like... Yeah, I just went to the bar and... Fought. I mean, there were those times, too. <laughs> but um, I think when we first started, like, having arguments... We were just, we had them in a very unhealthy way. Like, we didn't know how to communicate with each other. Like, and and you learn how to navigate disagreements through, like, learned action, I would say. Yeah. So, like, for me, like, how I learned how to navigate disagreements was, like, we're going to fight this out until we figure out, like, what the hell's going on. And how you learned was, I'm just going to completely shut down and not talk to you. Mm-hmm. And so vastly opposite ends of the spectrum where like i want to fight and scream and like argue this shit out and you're like fuck it don't talk to me for two days you can't you can't force me to argue yeah and so like when when you have those complete opposites it's very difficult to navigate hard situations and you have to learn that from each other like it's a it's definitely a process Uh, but uh, yeah and that's so it's difficult because it brings up old shit like and it does bring up with like the shit that you grew up with because like a sue oh man without 
I don't like want to put anybody's business out there, but I'll just say like <sighs> fucking arguments were not just disagreements. Yeah. They were full blown like fights. Yeah. Like this is fight club type shit. Like that's how it was and and I will say like early in our marriage that's that was my mindset like okay, like this is leading to an argument. I'm going to shut it down now because then this is going to be all out. There was yeah. no like, hey, we just need to talk this shit out type deal. Yeah. It was like either one end of the spectrum or nothing. Okay. So that meant a lot of just dismissing and ignoring as opposed to like, okay, let's talk this. Even if it gets heated, we're still talking through it. We yeah. may be mad at each other, frustrated or whatever, but at least we're talking through it. No, it was either, hey, I'm just walking away or... Like, let's get divorced. <laughs> yeah. And so the one that I skipped over, like the piece of advice that I skipped over, number two, was completely take divorce off the table. And I think it took us a long time to get there of where, like, we would get in these super heated debates. And I think, like, naturally couples are going to go through these super heated debates, whether that be um, family or parenting or just, like, like things in marriage in general. Um, and the natural thing was like, well, fuck it. Like we'll be better off <laughs> apart. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it takes like maturity in your relationship and in marriage to say like, Hey, you know what? Like I can literally want to fucking drop kick you off a bridge, but what I'm not going to do is say like, Hey, let's get divorced. Um, and I mean, like we've been there for sure. Like we've been there, but I don't think, uh, I think we're at a place now where like we can have debates and it's not like the immediate jump is to, all right, like, fuck it, let's get divorced. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people do that before they realize like the, what you're giving up in a divorce, you know, like when you marry someone, you're making this commitment, like, Hey, no matter what happens, like no matter what we do, we're going to fight through these battles, good, bad, and different, whatever they are. Um, but I think one thing, like if Holly's advice, if you take nothing else from this podcast is uh, don't say divorce unless you wholeheartedly mean it. Like don't say let's get divorced unless like you're really ready to go to the attorney and file the papers. Um, and I mean, we learn. That's hard to do. Because it is. It's super hard. There's times where you actually feel like that because we went through that. I, I mean, I'll yeah. put it out there. Like we've yeah. been to attorneys. Yeah, we've like we've been there and at that that point in time like that's that's what we were feeling like yeah. that's where we were at and uh like yeah we pulled through but but i mean like there are also times so yes we've been to attorneys we've done the whole thing like we've been on the brink of divorce like we've been married for 12 years now but we've been there you know we've been on that on that cusp but i think we've also been times where like a small fucking argument about nonsense and we're like oh fuck it like do you just want to get divorced then yeah yeah yeah. and yeah, like yeah, i think that stuff is like it's petty and it's an easy button yes. it's like a okay well you're either gonna fight with me or i'm just gonna throw this like the word divorce up and and like spark all the feelings that don't need to be there um so yes i think there are times in 
in your mar- in every marriage, like, and you can disagree with me and I'll disagree with you all day long. But I think there are times in every marriage where you're to that point where you're like, you know what? Like, divorce is the best option for us as a couple. Um, excuse me. Um, but I think if it's your easy button, if it's the thing you say to get what you want or the thing that you're doing to basically, like, win the argument you should rethink your thought process to that. Uh, that. And that's the other thing, because although it's not easy, divorce is the easy button for yes. a lot of people. And I, without actually like asking people and talking to them or like having them say how they really feel, I would venture to guess that like half the people out there, if you ask them, it's like, hey, like if you had it now, would you still have gotten divorced or would you try to work through your shit or give it a little bit extra to work through your shit? And I would think that like at least half of them would be like, yeah, you know what? I probably could have tried a little bit more to work through this shit and continue our marriage than to just having, I don't want to say give up, but having to just gone through with the divorce in the first place. Because I think I know that's, that's wrong. I just, Maybe it was too premature for some people. Yeah, I think like once the process is done, like once people have signed the paper and they're divorced, they get like this. And I've never been divorced, so I'm speaking completely out of context. And I have, (laughs) but Um, it was the greatest thing ever. (laughs) So yeah, I think like when people get divorced, they just get like this sudden like euphoria, like, oh my God, I'm free. I get to be my own person. I don't have to pretend to be somebody that I'm not. I don't have to like change to be somebody that this person wants me to. It's just like this sudden burst of like happiness of like, I get to be my own person again. Yes. That's exactly how it was. And then... Like, as time passes, you just get this loneliness feeling of, like, like just wanting a companion. You know, like, you've had that. Like, and I'm not saying this is for everybody, but, like, you just have this feeling of, like, you had this companion, somebody to share life with. And you start thinking through all those things. Like, what could I have done different? Could I have worked through these arguments better? Could I have, like, focused on our marriage and made it work better? So, so I speak from... And sometimes the answer is no, right? So I'll speak from my experience. It's like, um, yes, you start after you get divorced, you do have that. At least I did. I had that feeling. of like, oh, fuck, I am free. Like, I am my own person again. I can do basically whatever the fuck I want, right? Which, uh, it's weird. But yes, that's how I felt. And then I did get that lonely feeling and i think most people do but the reason i got that lonely feeling was because of kids it wasn't and and yes you do want a companion right but you want the right companion like i thought about it at the time it's like you just don't want anybody you want the right person um but the lonely at least for me like the loneliness feeling came was because we had kids yeah so all of a sudden when that's taken away from you, when for most dads it happens, it's like you become a weekend dad. Um, When you're going through that process, you kind of don't think it all the way through, especially when it's so quick. If it's like years in the making, you probably have thought it over. But when it's just like from month to month, you don't really think about it too much until it hits. And it's like, fuck man, I'm only seeing my kids every other weekend. 
yeah. or some shit like that. And that's where the loneliness uh, feeling, the like, not abandonment, but yeah, just the loneliness feeling hit. I was like, fuck, man, like, I really miss my kids. And in my case, it was just, uh, it was compounded just because of the type of relationship that it was. Yeah. And, um, which sucks, man. Like, kids always get caught up in that shit. Like, it wasn't just, like, my situation. A bunch of other kids have been in that situation. A bunch of other families have. But, like, that's where the loneliness feeling came in. And eventually, like, you do want that companionship. But I think after divorce, um, in the long run, you put more thought into it. Yeah. Like, this is the kind of person I want. Like, this is the person that I want to share a life with. It's just not anybody um that i run into or whatever yeah i think it's just like again i don't have any experience like i mean i was in a long-term relationship like my daughter's dad you know but like when we split there was no like we weren't married but there was no like fighting you know (laughs) there wasn't like a like what can we do to stay together it was just like hey like there's nothing more in this relationship for us. Move along, you know? Um, and I think, like like you were saying, it was one of those things where it was like, damn, you know, if this was really meant to be, I would want somebody who would, like, fight for me, you know? Like, somebody who would be like, hey, uh, like, no matter what, like, we need to work through this. And it just, that wasn't it for me, you know? Um, but, I mean, like, for us, like, you and I's relationship, there are times when, like, we've had to sit down and be like, you know what, like, are you ready to do it? Are you ready to call it quits? Or are we going to like really fight for us? Um, and ultimately we've been married for 12 years. So we've done a lot of fighting for us, but marriage is not easy by any means. Um, and if people say like, we've been married for this long and it's been so easy, bullshit. Like <laughs> I call bullshit I don't believe real you. quick. Yeah. Um, because like you do, you have to make those hard decisions of like, you know what, right now, I'm heartbroken. I don't want to see you. I don't want to be with you. But in the long run, like I can't see my future without you. And you have to make those hard decisions of what can I do as a person to fight for us as a couple. Um, And something that I've been like really strong on and I mean, it's helped and hurt us at the same time is I think people who say, like, hey, we're just going to stay married for the kids, like, I think that's the wrong reason. Yeah, that's... Like, it's, uh, a, it's, definitely, it's definitely a hard... It's a crux, but it's hard. And, you know, people who are like, as soon as our kids graduate, we're getting divorced. And it's like, fuck, just do it now, man. Like, like yeah. why keep making each other miserable if that's the case? Like, if you're really making each other miserable as people, why keep doing it just because, like, you have kids together? Yes, it's going to suck. Like, being parents with kids and splitting up is hard but like staying together just for the kids I in my opinion is even harder because you're you're really just like you can't be the best parent you can be for that kid when you're just uh terrible all the time yeah <laughs> like when you feel terrible all the time I would say uh and that's so those are true statements because so my first marriage and it was kind of like that thing it's like hey we have kids so i guess like we kind of have to stay together at least that was my mindset and um i didn't realize it until after uh we got divorced i was like man i am a way better father being apart from that person than like 
trying to stick it out. Yeah. Like I was a way better dad once I finally separated from this person. It's like, man, because I was able to be myself without uh, basically like being suffocated by the other person. Yeah. Um, so I was able to just be me and father my children like and give them the attention that they needed and the attention that I wanted to give them without having to worry about that person. And it was, and it, and it was great. It was, it was a whole lot better. Like I literally became a better father after separating. Um, so yeah, that whole nonsense about like, Hey, just staying together before the kids, you're ultimately, I will say for my kids, like you're ultimately being a, a worse parent yeah. than just like getting out of that relationship and then be the parent that you need to be for those children. Yeah. I th- and <laughs> if there's children in the case. And that's what I was going to say. I think a lot of times people tie marriage to parenting. And I just, I think as human beings, and it's so hard, like it is one of the hardest things I think you will ever do as a person who has children is to step outside of your parenting role and step inside your spousal role. To say, you know what, like, I'm not being a mom right now. I'm completely being a wife right now. And as a wife or as a husband, like, is this the right thing for me? Um, And a lot of times people divert back to that. Like, you know what, like, as a wife, I don't want to be married. But as a mom, like, it's the best choice. And it's like, no, 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 no. Because your, your marriage and your parenting ability should be two different things. And I think that is such... Like, it was a very hard lesson for me to learn. I will say that. Like, I won't speak on for others. But for me, it was very hard for me to say, you know what? Like, as a wife and as a mom, I am two different people. And I need to be a wife and a mom. And I don't know, like, where this quote lives, but it's somewhere out there on the interwebs. (laughs) The quote that says, you know, um, like, your spouse is the only person who chooses to love you unconditionally. Like, in your entire life, your spouse is the only person who makes the choice. Like, everyone in your family, like your parents, your brothers, your sisters, whatever, they love you based on familial ties. Your kids love you based on you're their parent. You gave them life. Like, they're going to love you because that's just the natural hierarchy. But your spouse makes that decision day in and day out. And I think people forget that. And they tie it to, like, whatever it is. Like, oh, well... Like, we have kids together, so that's why I'm with you, or whatever the case may be. But it's taking that time to step out and be like, hey, this person is choosing me, and I need to be able to put my 100% forward to say, like, hey, our marriage has to be first, or else we can't be the best parents we can be. We can't be the best friends we can be. We can't be the best, like, whatever else is next. Um, But you have to make that decision to say, like, hey, this person is a choice for them and it's not it's not really a choice for anybody else and uh, that's that's hard and that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes to accept that it is uh a lot of a lot of people forget us included um that like the kids come as a result of your marriage in most cases right some people have kids when they're just dating or even with people they just met uh, but for most cases, like you get married and then you have some kids together. It's like those kids are there because not because you made some kind of deals like, hey, you want to have kids? Cool. Let's do it. It's mostly because like, hey, 
we we're building this life together and then the kids come along and then a lot of the time which we do we have done plenty of time just like we have put the kids uh as a in front of everything else and kind of forgot about what's necessary and what's important for us uh in a really in a relationship or as a marriage like you can't forget about that and that's like one of the things that's always mentioned in the relationship guides it's like hey you have to make your relationship a priority and it's usually like the first thing that's out the window whenever it comes to kids yeah and uh you, you just have to remember it's hard like it, it is it, it, it yeah. is hard because the kids should be your priority right it, but um that's you can't forget about your relationship with your spouse because that's where everything stems from. And if that's broken, then chances are the the whole thing, relationship, the way you're raising, everything with the kids, that's probably going to be broken. Yeah. Like, even though that's what you're putting first. If that makes any sense, I probably jacked all that up. But you can't forget about your relationship with your spouse mm-hmm. because simply because you have kids. And I say simply not as because it's so simple, but just for that specific reason yeah i think a lot of times um that is the case like people get so caught up in their role as a mother or a father that they forget about their role as a a wife or a husband yeah they Uh, seem to like switch it out it's like we got married but now i'm a dad so like that's what i gotta do and i mean like i'll be the first to admit like i say this or i do it and i'll be like oh, I have to go play mom or I have to do this. you know. And that sounds like a, a very negative thing, but I wouldn't call it negative. And just like, I still like, I still need to be Holly as a person. Like I need to know that if my kids and you were to leave me in the dust and it's just me as a person, like I need to know what Holly likes and what my hobbies would be and what I do that makes me happy um, and I think a lot of people, so many people lose that. So, and yeah. I've lost it along the way, right? Like I've yes. lost who I am as a person. I've lost what I like as a person and I've had to gain that back. But then aside from just knowing who Holly is as a person, I also have to know who Holly the wife is. Like, am I doing what makes you feel loved and um, what makes our marriage feel strong and that, but at the same time, being a mom and hey am I individualizing the love that I'm showing to my kids am I being the best mom I can be am I um when my kids get mad at me am I there to support them (laughs) through them being mad at me you know um and I think just being all three people at once a lot of the times people just get so overwhelmed. They're like, fuck it, whatever. Like my sole focus is on me being a mom. Like forget who I am as a person, forget who I am as a wife. But like right now I just need to be a mom. And I think it's so important to like really focus on who you are as all three people. And that is a difficult thing to balance because it tends to be like one or the other like hey either i'm gonna focus on me and my shit or i'm gonna focus on you and like being there for you or it's gonna be me there for the kids and people people tend to treat it like a an ultimatum like which one are you gonna do yeah one or the other you can't have all three of them 
when in reality, like, you should be striving for all three of them, right? And one of them is, like, the kids come first. That's usually, like, the go-to. And then people forget about their relationship with their spouse, and that falls off. But if you're, like, awesome, and then you got uh, your great parent with the children, and then you um, are also doing things for your spouse, you forget about yourself. Yeah. So it's kind of like a like a triangle type deal. You forget about yourself you, and you stop doing the things that make you who you are, the things that bring you joy. Like aside from your family, just the things that you do in general, the things that you enjoy and uh, you just like drop it off because you need to be this parent. This person needs to provide for your family, be there for your kids, be there for your wife, husband, whatever. You completely forget about yourself and we forget that that's like an important piece it's a huge piece like to to every single person because once you at some point like that portion if you just completely forget about yourself and you're just giving everything you have to your spouse and your kids like that's you're gonna break yeah like you're not your own person anymore yeah You're, you're gonna break you're not you're gonna feel you're going to feel empty no matter how much you're giving because you're not filling yourself up with anything, with any, yeah. any of the stuff that brings you joy. You just completely forget about yourself. Uh, like in my case, like I, I like to do like the workout things. I like to play video games. I like to read and stuff like that. Like if I wasn't doing any of that stuff and I was just trying to like give you guys everything, everything and everything, like I would just fucking be emptied out and I would feel basically worthless. Yeah, I think like when you do that, you feel so empty, like as a per- like you're not filling your own tank. And I hate like I hate that phrase, but I'm just gonna feel it. Like you're not filling it's, your. It's the easiest way to yeah. like. You're not filling your own tank to the point of where like, you feel like you're giving so much of yourself to somebody else that like, you just want, that back for yourself. Like yeah. if that like, when you're looking at the grand scheme of things, and this is gonna sound terrible, and you guys just roll with me. But when you're looking at the grand scheme of things of where you're you're not doing anything that brings yourself joy, you're just giving and giving and giving. Like naturally, we start looking at what's the first thing we can cut. <laughs> like that sounds bad, but it's like, what's the first thing I can cut? And when I look at you, my kids, whatever, the first thing that I can cut typically immediately goes to my spouse, right? Like, hey, if I stop doing this for my spouse, then I get time back for me. If I stop doing this, then I get time back for me. But by no means am I going to stop supporting my kids because that's crazy, right? Like, I'm never going to stop being a parent. But what I can do is stop being a spouse. I can stop pouring into my husband or my wife or whatever the case may be. Um, you better not. <laughs> and I, I think people just get into that, like, weird dynamic. And you know what? It's hard sometimes, right? Like, sometimes it is waking up at 4 a.m. to to write or to read or to just have that quiet time to pour into yourself oh sorry the music's going yeah but just having that quiet time to pour into yourself to say you know what like hey that's it like I'm going to focus on me right now and I think sometimes it's hard for people to say I'm going to sacrifice my sleep to pour into myself so that I don't have to take away from my spouse and my kids and people are more apt to say you know what like we're not going to do date night tonight because I want to read a book. <laughs> and that's hard. It's hard. Like it's, I don't know. I think everything is hard. Like it's just, it, it is difficult. It's a hard cycle. And it should be, 
it should be a balance. Yes. But anytime you try to balance things, it feels like a like a overweighted sacrifice is the best way I could put it. And I will say this. When people think balance, they think like perfection. No, I won't say that, but like let's say I'm like I'll use myself for example, Holly, wife, mom, right? So my balance should be 33 33 33. But sometimes that balance is going to be 10 70 20. And that's still a balance. Like it may not be the ideal balance, but it is a balance. And what people try to do is equalize all those things. Like what I need to do is be equally as good for myself as I am as a mom, as I am for a wife. And I think that's impossible. But I think if this week, you know what? My priority this week is to pour into my husband. So my balance is going to be 60-20-20. So I'm going to pour into my husband 60% 60 of the time. I'm going to give 20% of my time to myself. And the other 20% of the time is going to be with my kids. And that's not to say those don't overlap. You know, sometimes my 60% into my husband is cooking dinner and having dinner as a family. And that 60% is going to overlap with the kids because the kids are going to be there for that. But what my priority is, is to make sure that, that you're happy, right? Like that we're together as a family, we're having dinner. That is my priority. And a plus to that is that the kid's going to be there. But you know what? Like when you want to sit down and watch TV, my 20% is spending time with the kids, reading a book, doing whatever. And I'm my balance is going to be taking away that part of pouring into you. But my other 60% is taken care of. And I think people just need to understand that. And obviously, again, completely Holly's perspective, like by no, you can completely disregard everything I'm saying in this podcast. But um, I think part of that is just understanding that you have to have a balance that works for you as a person. And that balance is not always going to be equalized, nor is it going to be the same day to day, week to week. Yeah, your, your balance is never going to be perfect there is no way you you show me a person that has like the perfect work life family balance and i will follow that person to the end of the earth yeah but there's not it's just yeah some days uh you're gonna give 60 percent to one thing and then 40 to the other it's it's rare where it's gonna be like uh 33 33 33 point whatever yeah to all things or whatever, 2020, 2020 or whatever it is, because it's not just that, because right now we're just looking at family, spouse, yourself, but then you factor in work, work. what else are you going to factor friends. in? Yeah. Friends. Like there's so many other things that factor into mm-hmm. it, um, that it's, it is a difficult thing to balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, like at the end of the day, I guess whenever you go into a marriage or a relationship, um, and if you have kids, like you can't forget about, yes, you're pouring everything into your kids because you want to be a good parent. You can't forget about like how it started and that's yeah. your relationship with your significant other, right? You can't forget about that. And then be, even before that, like you can't forget about yourself um, because the person that you are that you become, like you can't just dismiss all of that for the sake of trying to be a good parent or a good spouse, because at some point I think it, it is going to break. Yeah. I just like, 
piggybacking off of what you say. Oh, shit. Here we go. <laughs> um, I think it's also Im- like vastly important to look at who you are today. Because sometimes, and I'm a huge victim of this, so I'll like speak to it out of my own experience. But sometimes, you know, I'll try to focus on myself as who I used to be, if that makes any sense. So it'll be like, you know, I want some time to myself, but what I really want to do is go get a a pedicure or I really want to go get a massage or whatever. And then when I'm there getting the thing, I'm like, fuck, like, I don't even want to be doing this. Like, I don't even (laughs) want to be here. But like, my brain is telling me that's what I like as a person. And so I think it's important just to focus on like who you are today. Like, what do I like as a person today? And it may not be the same thing that I used to like, you know, like, I may have used to like to do these things, but then I get there and I'm like, fuck, man, I would much rather be at home laying in bed reading a book. But because this is something that I tell myself that I should enjoy because I used to, like, this is what I want to focus my time on. And I think a lot of people lose themselves in that. Uh, Like, you are going to change as a person, not making your spouse change, but like you as a person are going to change based on experiences in life and whatever. And just to grow into that person that you're becoming. Because I've been thinking about it a lot. Like, man, I really like just want to go get a pedicure or whatever. Like I've been thinking about it. I've been looking at all these nail places. And as I look at them, I'm like, oh, God, like I'm going to go there and sit there for an hour and a half. And oh, I just like, I get anxiety thinking about going to get a pedicure. Yeah. But that used to be something that I loved. Like, I would just enjoy that time so vastly. Like, I would just love it. And now I'm like, ugh. Like, <laughs> I do not want to go there and do that. Um, but, you know, like, in my time as being a mom, if it's something that the kids enjoy, then I can still go enjoy that with them and spending time with them as a mom. But, like, when it's me and, and like, my time as Holly, like, I don't have to like the same things I liked when I was 20 years old. And I think people really struggle to grasp that of who they are today and the things that they enjoy today. Yeah. I think people, I I don't know, I'm generalizing, but I think people probably do that just like more of a nostalgia thing. Like, like man, this is the stuff that I used to do and I would love it. I was good at it or whatever it is. Like for me, it's like uh, like pickup basketball. Like we used to go play basketball everywhere all the fucking time spent all our time on it and it was fun it was enjoyable i was with my buddies and uh it was great um i think like now if i try to go play pickup basketball it'd be it'd be tough for one i'm not in the same kind of physical shape uh that i was back then but also like it's not with the people that i used to go do it with and i think that was the main probably the important piece to that Right, like when I go play pickup basketball, I was with my friends and we were doing that. And now if I try to go do it, hopefully I'll get a buddy to go with me. If not, I'm just like some random guy at a gym trying to get a 505 or whatever. I think after the fact, like after it's done, once you've done the thing that's like nostalgic to you, you're like, oh man, that was nice, you know? But then you're like, oh. My body hurts. Yeah, I can't. I just I can't wasted do that like this time. Like, I could have been doing this during that time, or whatever. Like your thought process is, but I think like when you are focusing on who you are as a person within your marriage, um, 
it doesn't always have to be something that you enjoyed in the past. It can be something that you, you're like forward leaning to enjoy as who you are today. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, like for me, man, like we went last, last weekend, I think we went to books a million mm-hmm. and I'll tell you, I used to hate going to bookstores. Me too. Hate them. And not because like I wanted to go to the bookstore or I didn't want to go in there with the kids because they're fucking loud. They don't know how to walk around. They like need to run everywhere and bump into shit. Like that stuff would just give me anxiety. Like just thinking about like going into a bookstore with the kids. I'm like, I need to completely control them all the time. Like they're bothering other people. And we went last weekend we put the kids in the kids section. We walked through books and I thoroughly enjoyed myself as a person. I was just, I was in my element. I was happy. I was like feeding into my Holly time. Like I wasn't with you. I could like visually see the kids, but I wasn't with them. Like they were looking through kids books and toys and things like that. And man, I just like, when we left there, I felt so replenished <laughs> like yeah. as a person. Um, and I think like those are the times where you're like, you know, it doesn't have to be something I used to enjoy or something that I used to not enjoy, but something that just, that today is who you are as a person in this moment, like you're feeding into that. It changes. Like one of the big things is like once you have a family or if you have kids or whatever, or it's like you're single and then you get a partner um, and you start hanging out with that person or you start, or you're hanging out, out with your kids and you see how they're able to enjoy things. When you go and do something and you don't have that person or the kids to share with, it's not the same. So, yeah. like, when you go and try to enjoy it by yourself, you're just like, it's like a a momentary, uh, oh, man. Like, it's just a, a moment of joy. It's like, oh, man, this is awesome. But I can't talk to anybody about it or share it with anybody. And it's just like, well, this fucking sucks. Like, it's one of those things. uh, Like, if you went to a concert or something, like, oh, that's fucking awesome. And then, like, you turn, but there's nobody there with you. You're like, man, this is the person that I would really like to share this moment with. I think it's that kind of deal. At, At least that's how I feel. That's, like, the kind of thing. Like, if I have something exciting happening... Like the people that I want to share it with you with are are you and the kids, yeah. right? It's like, oh man, did you see that? Like this is fucking awesome. As opposed to if it's just me, it's like, oh, that's cool. And I think sometimes it's you know it's sacrificing, and I think that's hard too. Um, I'll give like a prime example for our marriage. <laughs> like all we can speak to is our our marriage, right? Like we can't speak to what you're going through in your marriage or whatever the case may be, but. Um, like sometimes when you're pouring into your spouse or you're, you're like really focusing on them and like being there for them, you're doing things that you dislike. Prime example. I hate with a burning passion basketball. How dare you? I just hate it. Like I don't get the sport. I hate the sound of shoes on the court. Um, you're a terrorist. It's like, it's hot and closed in and, oh, like just within my the core of my being i hate the sport i hate you however <laughs> however like when when we're together if we go to a basketball game i'll enjoy it because i'm there with you like what you were talking about right like i'm enjoying it because you're enjoying it and i'm i'm getting to be with you and that's my enjoyment um or like as a parent you know 
one of our kids play basketball. There are times when I go to the games and I'm like, I wish this game was over. Like, just win or lose. Like, I just want to go home. And there are times when it's like at the the buzzer sound and you're there and I'm like, oh, like I'm all in the hype, you know, like, like run, shoot, like I'm there. But at the end of the day, when I go home, I'm like, man, I'm so happy that I got to be a part of that. I got to be there to support. But man, like fucking pick a different sport. <laughs> and I, I think, I think people lose that of like, sometimes you're sacrificing what you like as a person because that sacrifice means you're pouring into somebody else. Yeah. Um, and it's a weird sacrifice, though, yeah. because it's not uh, – yes, it's kind of a sacrifice, but at the same time, you're kind of fulfilling yourself because you're being selfish about, like, enjoying the moment that you're – With someone you're, else. Yeah. yeah, that your spouse is, is in or your kids are in. Like, it's the same thing with, like, with, with me and baseball with you. Yeah. Like, I, it's cool to to go to the games with you, and, but, like, baseball itself just drives me nuts. <laughs> I think it's boring as all get out. But – and then – like with the kids, like when they come up here and they and they tell you about the randomest shit, whether if it's a cartoon, something that happened at school, or like one of the shows that you're watching, it's like never in a million years would you care about this shit. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? I don't give a shit, right? Like I'm worried about real world problems. Like fucking Putin is trying to take over the world, right? But you're over here telling me about Dance Moms, and I'm like, oh shit, really? <laughs> Like, that's the thing that they're into, and then you get into it because they're into it, not that you would ever be into that. Yeah. But that's the kind of thing. It's like, oh, wow, this is great. Not because I like that fucking show, but that you like it, and I like the like the joy or, like, the interest that you get from it. I'm interested in it. Yep. So, yeah. So that, that kind of deal. It's, uh, it's definitely, it's hard, like. I don't, I don't know another word to say it, you know, like marriage is hard and it's not necessarily that like marriage, I don't think marriage itself is hard. I will throw that out there and people will disagree with me. I don't think marriage in itself is hard. I think making the decision to fight for and fight through your problems is hard because marriage is like, Hey, we're married. This shit can end at any time. Like that's easy. Um, but saying, you know what, like, I really dislike you as a fucking person right now. If I don't see you for the next three months, I'm not going to be sad, but we're going to figure this shit out so that we stay married. That's hard. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I just, you know, what really blows my mind about marriage aside from like all the difficulty that it is in itself from trying to keep a relationship going is how easy it is to get married as opposed to how difficult it is to be unmarried. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I I think there is something wrong with that system. Like, don't change how difficult it is to get divorced, but change how easy it is to get married. Yes. Like, don't just let two people like, hey, you want to fucking get married? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we just got to go sign a paper at the courthouse and we're good. I don't think people realize what marriage means when they get married. Like, I think, and I don't know, I'm like speaking in generalities here, but like being married is a concept that's not really like held on to. It's like, oh, fuck, like we're married. Like, it's it's just a word. Like, we're friends. 
okay cool we're married okay cool um but it's like it's a legal obligation that you are going to spend your life with this person like um life or death right like that's that's what your vows say like in sickness and health or whatever um and i think sometimes it's like man you know what fuck it like it would be much easier for me to change my last name back than it would be to go to counseling with you and work through these problems and and see the other side of this issue um but man the people who do it i commend you because it's it's so worth it it's so worth it um but you know the one thing that blows my mind and i'll never change my mind on this no matter what anybody or any study says is like people who get divorced and get remarried <laughs> like people who get married get divorced and then marry the same person again what it, what are you trying to say about it i just find it fucking weird like like you couldn't focus enough to work through your problems but now that you're you're separated and you've gone and done your own thing and this person's gone and done their own thing and you're like you know what that didn't work for me so let's just fucking try it out again together i mean i see it as a win uh and the reason i say that is because so they tried it and they're like fuck this i'm out like they they took the easy way right right but it is the easy way like it, it, it is like should you have really focused yeah, and worked yes. and put in the hard like you uh, they, you struggled through the hard parts to make your marriage work but they decided against that and they were like fuck it let's just get divorced i mean they they probably should have yeah but uh i think they probably went through a whole lot of other shit to realize like yeah we should be together and getting remarried, I think, um, I don't know. I think it's good. It, it's weird. It is weird, but I, I, I think it's good. Um, because if you marry the same person the second time around, it, the, to me, it kind of says like, yeah, you are the one and I, and I fucked up. Obviously you feel the same way. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like if you're not willing to put in the work to stay married, like why get married again? And and because granted, you, like because you go through all that, I I can see it, and yeah. this is just me. Like you go through all that shit, whatever it is you go through in the times that you uh, in between after that divorce and then being married again, you go through a whole bunch of shit, m- learn a few lessons, and you're just like, man, this is fucked up. Like, why did I ever let go of that person? Like, or or maybe just. It's something to the fact that, like, I knew what I had. I was just being stupid. Yeah. And you realize that, yeah, it, basically, that's what it comes down to. You, you come to a realization, like, yeah, I, sh- I should be with that person or I want to be with that person. Yeah. And I probably let some petty shit, like, friends talk me out of it and I got divorced or some shit. Because that happens too. Like, yeah. fucking friends and family will be in your ear. That was so out of the six pieces of advice of advice i'm gonna go through them real quick because i know we're like short on time but um i mean really we can go as long as we want but i know we're already in an hour so i had to go to my history so number one was um stop trying to change your spouse number two keep divorce off the table number three seek out supportive people who will fight for you in your marriage um which contradicts with number four which is keep your marital problems to yourself don't share them with your friends and family so because you will yes you will forgive your spouse 
They will not. Yeah. Um, number five, keep holding on to each other. Don't make your children the only reason that you stay married. And number six is knowing that choosing to stay and fight for your marriage is worth it despite what anyone will tell you. Yes. And, so, I, and I think that point right there is why people who get divorced and get remarried, why that happens. And because they realize it later rather than sooner. But um, like going to what number three or number four, I can't remember which one it was, but like if you're having marital problems and relationship problems, finding a person that you can, I don't want to say trust, but something that will be supportive is like very important. But usually that person is not a like close friend or a family member. Usually that's like the fucking therapist. Yeah. Right. Like, Hey, this, and they lay it out for you. A good therapist will like lay it out for you. But then, and then if you go with your problems to your friends or family, like one, like you said, they're not going to forgive your spouse, right? They're just going to hold all that shit in. And then they feed into that and they start pick, picking at you. And, uh, and and I say this from experience, like friends or family, like they will be like, what the fuck, man? Like, because this isn't that. And you're still staying with that person. Yeah. Like, why? Why? And although the only thing that you were trying to do was trying to find somebody to talk to, it backfires, especially mm-hmm. if it's like family or, or, or your close friends. And uh, so all that to say is if you're having issues and you feel the need to talk to somebody, like unless you know your friend's going to be super or family's going to be super supportive of you, go to a fucking therapist, man. Yeah. Like go to someone who's... Um, They're neutral in this neutral. whole Neutral. Yeah, that's yeah. the word I was looking for. Go to someone who's neutral because I think it... It does. It backfires in like a ne- in a way that you just you don't want it. Like where like kind of like what you were saying is you're looking for support, but as they're supporting you, they're cataloging that shit. Yeah. Beep 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 beep. Like like they're remembering that shit. So when your spouse fucks up again in the smallest of ways, like like you get in an argument with them about something completely arbitrary. They're like, "Do you remember when?" Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Or it's gonna be like, like, "Oh, you're gonna take that shit." Yeah. I was like, "Oh, if I was you, I would do this, this, and that." And it's like, "No, you wouldn't." Shut and the fuck up. Yeah, like, it's a hard. Like it's hard because the the people you trust the most naturally is your immediate they, family. They're like, your, and they're your biggest critics. Yeah, or, and they're the people that you go to, and you're like, you know what, like, fucking he just did this or she just did this and and you spill all the tea to them yes. hey that's kid lingo for today you spill all the tea to them and you tell them all the things and then what they do is they gossip to the next person and to the next yes. person and, and then, then before you know it all your business is out there and there's no coming back from it like there's no mm-hmm. there's no way to say you know what like I'm fighting for my marriage I'm gonna do this like yeah and because just, they they're judging apart. yep yeah and it's hard like because Therapy is a scary thing, but I will tell you as someone who's been to personal therapy and marriage therapy, um, it's wonderful. I highly recommend it. Um, I don't know about wonderful, but it's worth it. <laughs> oh, I think it's wonderful. I think, uh, like, I, you know, like, we've been to couples therapy, and we, I, I just want to be very clear that when you're going to couples therapy, you need to find somebody who is uh, for you as a couple. Because when we were going to couples therapy, I'm going to put all our business out there. When we were going to couples therapy, we went to the therapist 
the first the first therapist we went to and she's a fucking nutbag like that's just the easiest way to put it and I was like hey I think we need to make an appointment and you were like this is the woman you think is gonna help us <laughs> with our marriage <laughs> and she was a fucking loony bin right yeah. and she just you know what she may have helped a thousand couples before but she just wasn't for us at the time when we needed like the person we needed she wasn't it yeah and so we went to another lady who was like hey i don't give a shit about you or your fucking problems but what you're not gonna do is come in my office and act ass and we're like you're the guy <laughs> like, yeah. like we need you to tell us we're being stupid um but i just think that like finding that neutral person who you can go to and you can talk through your problems because when I was going to personal therapy like therapy for Holly and like for my childhood trauma and shit that I did in our marriage and things that I needed help with um he was like hey this this was his first question when I was in therapy he was like are you here to bitch and for me to listen to you are you here for advice or are you here to become a better human being and those are my options, right? Like, I could have went in there for an hour a week and just literally fucking complained and bitched and him been like, cool story, bro. Or I could have went in there and him be like, you know, you know what? Like, these are your options. Or if you do this because this is where you're contributing to this problem, this is how you can fix that problem. Um, and I think, like, when you go in and you have an open mind and you find the person that's right for you, like, therapy can just be, it can be awesome. So, if you haven't found a therapist, find, therapist, therapist, I just, <laughs> um, find somebody who's right for you and somebody who is in no way, shape, or form um, connected to your family, especially your, for small town USA. Find your good will hunting. Yes. <laughs> No, therapy is definitely uh, worth it. And if you haven't tried that, like, definitely give it a shot. And I know so many people are like, man, fuck therapy. I'm stronger than that. Or therapy's for pussies. And it's it's not. Therapy is for everybody. And I they would challenge you to give it a shot before. And that's for anything. Like, it's for, hard, too. For whatever like it is you're going through, like, yeah. go and try therapy. Um yeah, just give it a shot. Just, I think just having a neutral party, somebody who's in no way connected to the problems you're going through, yeah, who can say, you know what, like based on this, let's look at this, or because like uh, literature shows us that people who have seen this problems have later done this. Just like going to somebody who has the wherewithal to say, you know what, in no way, shape, or form am I tied to the outcome of this. So whether you get divorced or whether you stay married, like I'll go, like you ain't affecting my life. Yeah, but you're still paying me my hourly yeah, rate. <laughs> like you're giving me money, so I don't give a fuck what you do. Yeah. But, um, like somebody who can look at it from the outside perspective and make both of you look at something from a different perspective, and I think that's what you really get away from therapy, especially like couples therapy or marriage therapy, is you get somebody who can say like, you know what? You're really fucking mad right now, but let's see what you contributed to this problem. Or, you know what? You were a real fucking asshole. Like you did something really shitty, but like, what can you do to make it better? Um, and I think, I think Holly's perspective again, the problem that people face is you wait until you're in a crisis to go to therapy. 
people wait until they're in a crisis. Yeah. People need to go when the crisis is coming to a head. Like when, um, and I'll be the first to admit, right? Like there was a time in our marriage where we were coming to a head and you were like, hey, let's go to therapy. And I was like, fuck that. Like we don't need therapy, right? Like I was the, the typical person who was like, hey, if we can't talk through our own problems, we don't need therapy. And then when we were literally like, fuck it, let's get divorced. I was like, oh, maybe we should go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think, I think people really need to say like, you know, like break, break the trend from it. Like it's not bad to go to therapy. Yeah. It's, it's so helpful and, and beneficial to so many people. It is. And, and it's hard to say like get therapy before you actually need it. But I, Either way, whether you get it at the last minute or if like, hey, you see something's going down a bad path and you decide to get therapy, you fucking just go for it. Even if you just want to give it a shot, maybe you'll figure out some shit you didn't even know about like that you were dealing with and you're just like, oh, fuck. Like I had no idea and now it's just coming to light. That's why I'm a nervous wreck. Uh, Yeah, just give it a shot. Therapy is, it's, you're right. It is wonderful. Um but while you're going through it and it's yeah. not, it's, it's like being in the moment in tough. therapy, it's fucking hard. It's like, tough. like facing your own problems and realize, <laughs> like, I'll be the first to admit, you know, sometimes pointing the finger is the easiest thing. Like you're the fucking problem. Yes. You're the reason we're here. I will take none of this blame. And then your therapist is like, I'm going to go ahead and say 80% of this is your fucking fault. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> like uh. you, you take that shot and you start looking at it because when your spouse says that, you're immediately aggressive. Like, fuck you. Like, no, I'm doing this because of X, Y, and Z, or I did this because of X, Y, and Z. But then when you have a neutral party who's like, you know what? Like, this is mainly your fault, and you need to accept that. It's easier to accept coming from somebody who has no skin in the game than it is from from your spouse. So, um, sorry. At the end of the day, I will say we've been married for 12 years. It's been awesome and terrible at the same time we've had our fuck you (laughs) we've had our moments and our glory right like it's it's been amazing um but i will say you know take the advice do the things that you need to do and uh like spend some time working on your marriage i will say that and i think that's a hard thing for a lot of people it's while whoever will disagree with me will disagree, it is much easier to walk away and say, I'm done with this than it is to stay and say, I'm going to give it my all and work through the hard parts to stay married. Yeah. I'll caveat with, we're not professionals in any of this shit. So do with that what you will. Indeed. Uh, And that you're right. It is easier to walk away and just give it all up than to try. And I think in the end, it's probably a lot more worth it to have tried and give it your all and exhaust it all means and more than likely work it out than to just fucking walk away from it and yes. and giving up what you have no idea what you have given up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, don't, don't forget about your spouse. Don't forget about yourself. Like we tend to get lost in like just taking care of the kids and working as opposed to like not tending but like uh giving attention to our spouse and giving attention to ourselves or those things matter as well so do that indeed or do whatever you want really but 
that's just our point of view, our opinion. After 12 years of marriage. Yeah. So, uh, we hit divorce court tomorrow. <laughs> I love <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, it's past 10 years now. Give me your retirement. Well, you give me your retirement, I'll give you mine. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it works both ways. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have nothing else. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. Go and check out the, the website, uh, Uh Like us on Facebook and um, Instagram, right? Like all the things, heart all the things. Uh, hit us up. And wherever you are listening to us, subscribe to the podcast. Give us a five-star review, pretty please. And uh, Pretty please. Yeah, that's it, babes. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Peace out, Cub Scouts. We'll see you all next week. Later.